Welcome to the King's Chapel, Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word. Take your Bibles and turn to Mark chapter 5. Let's read the Word. Thank you, Minister Micah. Mark chapter 5. Find verse 21. Mark 5 and 21. A special greetings to Dillingham online. They've been participating with us. We bless you. Brace yourself in Dillingham. No distance in the spirit, so hold on. All of our different platforms. Let's read God's Word, New King James. Now when they had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. Verse 22, and behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came Jarius by name. When he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, my little, my little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed. And she will live. Verse 24. So Jesus went with him and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Great multitude. Now a certain woman who had a flow of blood 12 years and suffered many things at the hands of physicians and had spent all that she had and was no better but rather grew worse when she heard about Jesus. She came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if I only may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately, the fountain of her blood. Everybody say immediately. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. So Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him. That what? Power had gone out of him, turning around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But the disciples said to him, seriously? <laughs> Quote, I added that, that emphasis was mine. <laughs> you see the multitude thronging you, and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down at him and told him the whole truth. And he said, daughter, your faith has made you well, go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for what you're going to do, what you have done. Lord, we love you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Have your will and your way. Every man, every woman, every child be brought low. You be glorified, magnified tonight. May the effects of this service be far-reaching even to eternity. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. 
God's hand is on you in a very significant way. I kind of do crazy stuff in service, but it won't get any crazier than just affirming to you what you already know. It's a prophetic word. I affirm the call of God. I affirm the call of being an intercessor. You're one of the Debras in this generation that's been raised up. Although those been those who've looked at you as um, as peculiar and peculiar God's people are. I'm going to elevate you. I'm going to make a way for you. I'm going to give you the wisdom you need to make the decision that's just ahead. My hand's upon you. You're marked by the Lord. You're one of these ones. You're marked by God, and, and, and it's, it's God's choosing. It's God's calling upon your life. You've said yes. You know, you know what it is outside of that. You don't want any of that, and you've chosen, you've chosen the highway of holiness, and the Lord's going to bless you for it. Amen. May that encourage you. See God's hand on you when we were worshiping. This is a powerful passage of Scripture and uh, a familiar one to, to many. We sing a song from back in the day. <laughs> like the woman with the issue of blood, we press in. How many of you know the one? We press in like the blind man. It's something like that. There's this woman. Let's look at this whole thing. If you've come in need of a miracle tonight, you came to the right place. Amen. Jesus crosses over, verse 21. There's a great multitude gathered to him. Well, why would a great multitude gather to him? I'm sure there's many different reasons that people would gather to him. He had miracle power. He healed the sick. He set the captives free. He multiplied food. I don't know. Some people, maybe they wanted a snack. There's lots of people that, that would follow Jesus for various reasons. There's religious people following him, see if they can bust him doing things on the Sabbath. The Sabbath police are probably following him. They're always looking for an excuse to mess him up and to intervene, and he's always making a whip and overthrowing tables and doing things that God does. And so they're following him. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jarius by name, and I've, I've picked on this guy before in this whole text. I mean, he's a ruler in the synagogue. You all understand what that means? His, his job was at the synagogue. He's a ruler at the synagogue. It's a very esteemed position. He got paid. He's in the full-time ministry at the synagogue. Understand. So for him to come to Jesus would mean basically no more job. Do you understand that he, he comes to ruler comes to Jesus, the one that they're all upset about because he was stealing their thunder and uh, stealing their applaud and they were losing power to him, the religious people, the Pharisees, the Sadducees and the couldn't sees and the wouldn't sees. And so, you know, but you can get to a place and I've preached this before. You can get to the place where you don't really care. You don't really you don't really care. If they catch you over at Kings, as long as you get your miracle. You don't, they don't, you don't really care. You don't really care what someone might say to you. I've seen people in desperate, in desperate situations. I've been in desperate situations before. And America is in a desperate situation. And they're saying another wave of COVID-19 is coming. And uh, they're, saying, they're saying, you know, bubonic plague is now spreading in China. And I'm sure all of these things will continue to press on to the elections. 
And I'm not sure it'll settle down after the elections either. And I just know that there's wars, rumors of wars and difficulty, and you're, you're going to you're gonna have to walk in a way with the Lord that is maybe different than you have before. And when you're hungry and you're thirsty, you really don't care who tried to attack you or who, try, who tried, it just, get out of my way. I, I'm, I'm after something, you know, you just, the mountains become molehills when you're desperate. When you're desperate, you don't care. I, I've seen things in my life and experienced things in my life that are, you know, that they're crazy, that make you look like a fool in the face of your peers in order to get the breakthrough. I, I've had times of such brokenness, and I'm sure many of you have too, where I just couldn't wait to get to church. If I could just make it to church. If I could just make it. And I, I would, I've pulled many a Pete Rose does anybody know what a Pete Rose is? Pete Rose is just, it was like a, where, where's, where's my sports people? They're somewhere. All right, base, baseball. He, would, he had this, he was a great base stealer, right? He had this incredible dive. I mean, there's all these pitchers, you know, and, and I know there's some controversy with him, but I just remember him when I was growing up, how he would steal bases and how he would come in, you know, just with his fists out like that flying in the air, you know, just going for it. I've, I've had many a Pete Rose experience where if I couldn't get to the front of that altar, if I knew if I could get to the front to have pastor pray for me, if I could get to the front, if I could just get there, I'm going to be, I'm going to be freed. I'm going to be all right. I'm going to make it. Now, I don't, I don't know if you've had that kind of desperation in your life. I remember evangelist guest, one of our many that we've had over the years, the Lord said to him, you need to become desperate for me. And he said, well, I'm not really desperate, Lord. He said, well, you need to discipline yourself to become desperate. He said, well, I'm, I don't know if I can do that. He said, well, I can help you. <laughs> Smooth need, apathetic, lethargic, Passionless Christianity is O-V-E-R. It doesn't bring breakthrough, doesn't release miracles, doesn't do anything, doesn't get the crack addict off of crack, doesn't get the meth addict off of meth, doesn't get the heroin addict off of heroin, doesn't get the sex addict off of sex. Children's church is upstairs. Doesn't get people free. Religion and tradition are the two twin sisters from hell and if they were to have a, a triplet, it would be poverty. And they, they walk together, and they will never satisfy. They will never help you. And I personally break out in a rash in the spirit when I'm around it. I can't stand it. I don't, I don't like performance. I, I, I don't, I'm not here because, you know, it's Wednesday, and I have to come. I'd come if I wasn't the pastor. And you say, oh, sure. No, I did. I did come when I wasn't the pastor. I, some of you, look, this place is full on a Wednesday night. Lift your hands to heaven. I'm telling you, miracle power is available for those who are desperate and hungry. Come on, say, God, help me. Come on, tell him. Say, God, help me tonight. You know, Jesus, as I've said so many times before, spoke in parables. He would hide truth from casual observers, which we don't like. We, we feel like, oh, we came to church, so God's obligated to give us something. He's not obligated to give you jack. And he would speak in parables to hide truth from those who don't care. 
And I don't know, maybe you came to get a date tonight. Maybe you came for, I don't know, because, I don't know, because the coffee's good out in the cafe, and it is. And I don't think there's anything wrong with, well, amen. I think, shoot, you should find, you should find a spouse at church. That's a great place to find a spouse. Better than go down to the mug shot. That probably ain't going to work out so good. For those of you that are online, the mug shot is a bar that's down the street. Not a good place to find a spouse. Unless you're looking for one that has a mug shot. And that's probably a... If you're offended, then I'll just, I'll just retract that. Pastor Karen's not here, so we're, we just give Pastor Daniel a pass tonight. I've entitled this message, Forget About the Crowd. Forget About the Crowd. This woman has this incurable problem, interrupts Jairus' miracle. He loses his job, I'm sure, the next day. I mean, we don't know. His little girl, she's 12 also, by the way, and she has an issue of blood for 12 years. And he's full of faith, and he doesn't care about his job. There comes a time when you don't care. You got to have God. You just don't care. You got to have a breakthrough. You got to have a miracle. You have to hear from God. You, you need his touch in your life. There's no amount of money, no amount of fame, no amount of fortune, no amount of applauds of, man, of a man, the accolades of man that would satisfy the deep hole in the inside of each and every one of us. The only one that can satisfy that is Jesus. And the only one that can heal your daughter is Jesus. The only one that can heal your, your son is Jesus. The only one that can heal your marriage is He's the only one, and I'm so thankful for modern medicine. I'm so thankful for all of the wonderful, you know, herbs, tinctures. Amen. And um, essential oils. I think I might smell some tonight. Have you ever heard that? You ever like in services? I can smell the Lord. <laughs> You're like, that's weird, man. Like, no, it's the Rose of Sharon. <laughs> and I, I honestly, in my mind, I, I didn't criticize people that said that. I was just like, it, it does remind me, uh, I went hunting years ago. It was one of my first hunting trips. We almost died. It was one of my first years I was here. We went out, almost died, and we were going for access deer in November. And it's like five of us. I've never hunted before. We're all carrying high-powered rifles like the one we're going to raffle off at the men's barbecue, but you got to be there and buy a ticket. And we're all, I felt like Elmer Fudd. <laughs> and so we're, you know, I'm, I'm like behind the lead guy because, you know, Pat, I'm not the lead guy, um, but they're honoring me. as Pastor, Pastor, you go second. You go behind the guy who knows everything. And so, you know, we're going off and he stops. He's flaring his nostrils and he, and he looks back at me and says, I know what this is. Anybody know what this is? How about this? Bro, you need deodorant. <laughs> no, what he was saying, what he was saying is, and so I'm like, he says, dough urine. I was like, seriously, bro? 
I think I might smell you, but I sure don't smell no dough urine. If I don't tie that into the message, just enjoy it as an isolated home. And so anyway, when I first heard that, the, the, the Lord, the fragrance of the Lord is here. They didn't say, I smell the Lord. They didn't say that. But it's kind of what, they're, it's kind of what they are saying. The fragrance of the Lord is here. I smell the Lord. And uh, <laughs> we should make a song with that. I smell the Lord. Uh, well, I mean, there's fragrances and colors, and we should probably go right to the book of Revelation right now. I didn't understand that when I first heard it. I thought I might have actually smelled some sort of sweet fragrance or something. It was an unusual time, and the power of God was there. I certainly knew what the smell of evil was like, and you don't want to smell that. What's the smell like? Evil. Does it smell like any? No, you can't, you can't imagine what that, you don't ever want to experience that. May you never. It's an unbelievable stench of death mixed with fear and horror. It's, uh, it's wicked. I had experienced that. I knew what that was. And I began to experience the fragrance of the Lord. And so that, that's a real thing. I don't know how I got onto that. I think I was talking about essential oils. Okay. This text is so profound. Jairus on the way, needing a miracle. And this woman comes who has an issue of blood for 12 years. So we don't know exactly a flow of blood. So we can imagine what that may be. Correct? 12 years is a long time. And she suffered many things from many physicians. And I'm all for modern medicine mostly. I prefer preventative me uh, methods. One of the reasons I'm, I, and you know, God help me, he, and he is helping me, I have to really be disciplined and strict about my nutrition because otherwise I'll become 400 pounds. Not that 400 pounds is bad for you, but it's bad for me. I'm not judging you. I'm just saying for me. If I was to do that, I'm on all kinds of stomach acid controllers. I, I mean, I didn't get 400, but I was on the way. And the Lord rebuked me. And so a combination of things that happened. And I'm pleased. I understand that, that you know, you can get out of, out of pocket and, and out, of, out of shape based on, on a bad thyroid or different health conditions and everything. But if it's gluttony... I'm going to go over here because I'm certainly not feeling the love right there. Right? But if it's gluttony, you know, why would that be the sin that you allow yourself to do? And America is like that. You know, you look back how many years ago, it wasn't like that in America. And I was processed food and I don't know, all the reasons. I've read it all. I'm just telling you for me, I, I kept growing because I ate everything and I was addicted to sugar. So when the Lord put his finger on it, said, you're going to have all kinds of health problems. And it was interesting. I saw all kinds of people getting body part replacements and knee replacements and hip replacements. And, and you know, the doctor telling me, you know, yeah, you can't carry that much weight. It blows your knees out. You know, get in your 60s and 70s and you're, you've been 200 pounds overweight for all the... And I'm thinking, I don't want to do that. And I just got extremely convicted. And so it requires a lot of effort 
And, and I don't, I, I'd much prefer to just eat everything. But that's not good. How did we get on that? Oh, yeah. You know, the doctors are practicing medicine. Dr. Peggy, no offense, but they're, but they're practicing. They're practicing. I mean, they, they, they go to school and they study and they learn about the body. It's absolutely amazing. Modern medicine is amazing, but they're not God. And God does miracles. And so this precious lady, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how they were trying to fix her. I mean, it would be an interesting study to see. Is it like blood? Would it be, she's already getting her blood lead. Bloodletting. That killed Washington, didn't it? Here, let's drain out your blood. Uh, yes, that's what you need to do. Just do some bloodletting. I think they discovered that doesn't work so good. I don't know what they did, but she spent all that she had. This is a desperate situation. She's, she's bleeding out 12 years. She has no more money. And, and she, she was no better, but rather grew worse. And when she heard, look at verse 27, and when she heard about Jesus, somebody witnessed to this precious daughter of Abraham. Somebody shared, here he comes. Here he comes, just walking down the street. Say, no, I don't think they were singing that. But you guys are crazy, all born in the 60s or something. Hopefully that doesn't, I have to be careful because certain songs come up and then they start cursing about three verses in and then I have to blame Minister Ava and everybody understands. <laughs> she grew worse. She spent all that she had and somebody told her about Jesus. There's this guy. He's a Galilean. Yeah, is he really tall? No, he's, he's not. He's pretty average. Is he really handsome? No, he's, he has no comeliness that would be drawn to him. No, no. But miracles happen when he shows up. You know what they say? No, what do they say? I'm going to tell you what they say. What do they say? They say he's the Messiah. I was at this wedding, and they had no more wine. And, and, and his mother was there. Do you know Mary? No, I don't know Mary. Well, well she was there. And, and they had all these, they were out of wine, and he turned, dude, dude, he turned water into, no, he didn't shut up. No, yes, he did. Yes, he did. And I saw some lepers come to him, and when they came, they were healed. There was 10 of them, in fact. They were all healed. But they, you know, they went off. He told them to go talk to the priest and do, you know, do what you do with the, you know, with the priests and the temple and all that. One of them came back and worshipped him. He was missing fingers and stuff, and he was made whole. All his fingers grew back. I saw it. I saw it. So Nancy, I know. I don't think her name was Nancy. Would have known what her name was. Sister, spend all that you have and still grow worse. Sister, spend everything and desperate. Sister, no more money. Sister. He can heal you. He can heal me. You think he can heal me? Oh, no, I don't think he can. I can't. He can. Your thing's this. What do you think? Whatever. Like, you're all right. I mean, uh, 12 years. No, I'm not all right. I spent all that. No, okay, but I'm in the he, he, he raises the dead. Seriously? Yeah. So here comes this crowd. And she, first of all, to be outside amongst people, they had social distancing. 
Love you, Wally. I think we're supposed to stand six feet apart, but I've decided to throw that out. Yeah, no, I'm not participating. Wore a, vo wore, a, wore a mask for a while, and I think my vocal cords are still coming back from wearing it. I'm not wearing one. If you want to wear one, we bless you. Go right ahead. We won't condemn you. Social distancing is best in the parking lot. <laughs> and uh, you can listen to 16.10 a.m., and there's no judgment for you to do that. She couldn't come near anybody. It was against Levitical law. And it was, it was a healthcare system. I mean, it's how they did that so that they didn't, you know what kind of disease that she had. Lepers couldn't be. Hansen's disease, we, we call it now. You, you, they had to be removed from everybody. It was highly contagious. And yet Jesus touched lepers. And this woman had an issue of blood and she couldn't go to, she couldn't go to temple. She couldn't go to synagogue because she was ill. She was unclean. And to be in a crowd would be to violate the law and literally put yourself in a position to be killed, to be judged. Can you imagine if you were to violate social distancing and you got killed for it? You thought it was bad now. It's not all that bad. They're not killing you for social distancing. And everybody said, hallelujah. But that was the case for her. So understand. Oh, well, no, she risked her very life by being in the crowd. And people that knew her, that's that bleeding woman. That's that one. That's that one. What are you doing here? Oh, my God. I think there was people like that. And she said, if I can only touch his clothes, I shall be made well. There's faith. You read commentaries on this, and I would encourage everyone here, you should all get a commentary. I, I was uh, reminded of someone who was uh, discussing the issues of the day and using scriptures out of Isaiah and everything, completely out of context, completely twisted. I, I would encourage you, in a, as much as I can, as strong as I can, don't just throw scripture out and, and, and just say it. Know the context. Understand what's happening, all right? And uh, there's so many, you know, like, I just know that I'm not supposed to be here anymore, and I flipped it open in that plunk method, and I know God guides my every step because the footsteps of the righteous order of the Lord, and I came. Judas hung himself, so I know that that's what I'm supposed to do, and go and do likewise, and that's what I'm going to do. That, 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 that maybe no. That's crazy. Okay, don't, don't be crazy. Understand God's word. Join KSM. You can apply today and be a part of that. He told her about Jesus, which built her faith. She heard about Jesus, and she came behind him, and she said in verse 28, for I said, if I can only touch his clothes. You read commentators on this, and they say things like she had a magical view of Jesus. No magical view. She's dying. She just wants a miracle, for God's sake. Like, no. In the culture, at that, there's none of that. It's a desperate woman who just believes if she could get close enough to just, just touch the hem of his garment that she'd be made whole. Immediately, she's, she's healed. Jesus, you know, Jesus says, who touched me? And I, I, I made fun of it because can, can you imagine, can you imagine a whole group of people piled up? So, can I, have, can I have 10 guys quickly come to the front? Quickly come. One, two, get real close together. Okay, you're Jesus. 
There you go. Everybody surround this guy. Get close. Ten people. Get in front, in behind him. Okay. All right. Okay. So he's going somewhere. He's going somewhere. The disciples are all around him. All right? They're all around him. And then, are people touching you right now? Yes. Are you sure? Okay. Are you sure? Yes. Very good. Don't, no looking. Is somebody touching you just a little bit different? Okay, who is it? You can look. It's me. Okay, it's a different, thanks guys. It's a different kind of touch. There's everybody's, you know, messing around, roughing them up, and then pastor hook-eared them, as we call. I grabbed his ear, and Pisonis have the most incredible ears. I don't know if you guys know that. They're, 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 the boys, amazing. I mean, amazing. I didn't rip it or anything, did I? Oh, it's this one. No, it's my boys. Appreciate you. When I grabbed your ear, was it different? Yes. What did it feel like? <laughs> Someone grabbed my ear. <laughs> What's your point? There's, there's, there's people that come to church, and they just come to church. Then there's people that grab his ear. There's a different kind of intensity. There's a different kind of desperation. There's a different kind of touch. When you're desperate, when you're hungry, when you're thirsty, you're like, oh, God, I'm going to pull a Pete Rose. i got to do whatever you're telling me. God, I need you. Lord, I need you. More than the oceans need the streams, God. I need you. I've got to, got to have you, God. I need you, Lord. Oh, come through for me. Come through for me. I will tell you the times of release of God's miracle power in the church, provision, miracles, and breakthrough that God has somehow in his infinite wisdom allowed a donkey like me to spearhead. I've stood on that property. And so have you. I've stood on that property, and there's one particular place. It's at the top. I've stood there and wept and cried and said, God, you said! Amen. I mean, if you were to see me from the, from the, you know, the highway, you'd be like, there's that nut job, Pastor Daniel. I can tell because the reflection coming off his head. What's that smell? <laughs> it's the smell of faith. And you know, I, I've been pushed in these, I, 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 please, uh, please don't hear me wrong. I, I've been pushed in these places of desperation and I don't like it. It's not fun. But out of desperation comes miracle power. Come on, there, there's lots of scripture. We could look at an endless scripture, Old Testament, New Testament, where they were desperate. You guys don't believe me, so go to Hannah. Go to, go to Hannah's story. N not, not her. She's going to sing the national anthem and <laughs> pray in tongues and interpret it towards the end of the service, maybe, if the Spirit leads us. First Samuel. It's got to be, you got to pray for my kids. It's got to be something to be the offspring of. 
Pastor Karen. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Pastor Daniel, Jesus, help us all. Okay. First Samuel. The, the, the title of the message is, I forgot. <laughs> Forget about the crowd. The crowd. So you, you, you all there in First uh, Samuel? The crowd for the woman is possible death. It's fear of being caught. It's fear of being rejected. It's fear of being ostracized. It's fear of all kinds of things. There's always a crowd. There's always obstacles. In fact, I'm convinced that God's, God hides his power in the midst of problems. And I, I don't like that. I, I want it easy. I want a cup of noodles. You know, I want, when you want some hot soup, man, nothing like ramen, sort of. Unless, of course, you've had some homemade matzo ball soup. Anybody had homemade matzo ball soup? I'm just going to tell you that homemade chicken matzo ball soup, that you can eat your ramen noodles all you want to. I'm going to choose the other one. We want quick miracles. We want God just to, boom, building, done, finished. That, that, that's, not the way it, that's not the way it's been. I'm grateful for when it is fast. Resurrection on the third day, bang. Praise God, it wasn't 500 days later. It was the third day. That's because the scripture said it's going to be on the third day, and that's why it was on the third Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying, though? We want it instant. And God, he's not your cosmic bellhop. He's trying to develop something in you. You put a character and an integrity in you. He's trying to put something of eternity in you. This is a training ground for ruling and reigning. This is a 70, 80, I'm going to go 120, preaching, praying, and prophesying internship. And then you graduate to the real thing. This is not the real thing. This dude is a test. So the crowd, you, you, forget, you gotta forget about the crowd. And there's this woman. Her name was? Yeah. Hannah. And go verse one. There's a certain man, I have no idea how to pronounce it, the Mounts of Ephraim. He's married. He's got two wives. That doesn't happen anymore. Name of one was Hannah. The name of the other one was Penaniah. Penaniah had children. Hannah had none. They went up yearly to the city to worship, to sacrifice the Lord, to host at Shiloh. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, your priests of the Lord, were there. And whenever the time came for the offering, he would give portions to Penaniah, to his wife, and all his sons and daughters, but to Hannah, he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah. Although the Lord had closed her womb, her rival provoked her. So what that means is, and, and severely, severely provoked, and made her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. So it was year by year they went up to the house of the Lord, and she provoked her. Therefore she wept and did not eat. She's fasting. So understand, to not have a child is to be considered cursed. 
God had something in mind that required intercession, required prayer, required a miraculous touch of God, not just an ordinary child, but there, there needed a prophet in the land that Israel had thrown off restraint because the word of the Lord was rare. And so is our nation thrown off restraint because the word of the Lord is rare. But God is raising up prophets on the icon to Samuel. God is raising up Hannah's. God is raising up people. Can you say amen? And so the crowd in this case is all this provoking and difficulty and pain. And Hannah had to get past that. The problem that you're facing right now, the problem that you have with your children, the difficulty you have in your finances, the obstacle that's, that's in front of you on the way to your destiny and purpose, that giant that's before you, that fat-headed, uncircumcised Philistine that's before you, you know, the, the, the devil doesn't guard, doesn't guard nothing. He, 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 knows, he knows when you're going to get through the other side, so he'll send assignments, and you have to, you have to learn how to fight. And so this provoker of Hannah was like, na 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 foo foo You don't have any kids. I do. In fact, I'm pregnant again. Want to feel a kick? You know what I mean? Just like really rude. Here, want to feel a kick? Rude. Like, that's not even nice. It's at least beyond it. not nice. She was jealous. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. Women. We better move on. <laughs> that provoking stirred her. I think the crowd and the loss and the, and the spending all that she had, this desperation, Hannah was desperate. The woman with the issue of blood was desperate. Are you? You know, we had this rapid fire prayer thing this morning. And... Um, I saw a lot of unction and faith and declaration that I'm just telling you, when you prayed, yeah. sister board member, when you prayed, I heard a bell ring. I saw something that was like, bam! I mean, it was all your heart, and it was like a bell rang. I saw you preaching. I saw you flowing in fire and power. You've never wanted that, but I'm here to tell you that he's on you like that. She's also signed up for KSI, praise God. I'm just telling you, you prayed with all your heart. You didn't really care about who was listening or whatever. You were in it. It was like, God, give me my family. You prayed. Even now I can see the burden. And I heard a bell ring. It was like the Lord said, I'm done. See, there's moments, there's moments in God where you've got to learn to reach and press to touch. If I can just grab his ear, God. It's different than just going to church. Moments where I stood at the property, and so did you. Where I said, God, you said, Lord, you said, we don't have one cent right now. Lord, seriously, God, this is all you, Lord. And boom, intervention. Boom, Samuel. Your challenge is, is, is a provoking that you're going through. Don't see it like it's a denial. Just because it's delayed right now doesn't mean you're denied. You've got to get a hold of yourself. God is not a respecter of persons. If you'll position yourself like Hannah did, you position yourself like the woman with the issue of blood. I've just got to touch the hem of his garment. She cried out, and you'll get people that persecute you. Her, her pastor, what a jerk. Eli, the high priest. 
you're not supposed to speak reviling things against God's servant. Okay, like I'm just saying. He failed. He corrected his sons, but he actually didn't enforce it. He told them, but he didn't do anything about it. It's one thing to tell your kids. It's another thing to make them obey. Once they're outside your house, great, they're outside your house. Those two boys should have been drop-kicked right out of ministry, ripping off the offering, making people despise serving the Lord, and they were, it was wicked. And God judged him. But he, it's crazy, like, the word of the Lord comes from Samuel later. And uh, Eli's like, yeah, I know. He had an overeating or a thyroid problem. I'm not sure which, because he was really heavy. He fell over and broke his neck. Amen. The provoking that you're going, let, let your problems provoke you to his presence. Let your problems push you to the hem of his garment. Let the difficulty you're in motivate you and release faith in you. God is not a child abuser. He hides his problems. He hides his power through problems and releases them. I I don't understand it all. The devil wants to keep you from having a breakthrough. If it was going to be easy, then everybody would do it. Everybody would have it. What about blind Bart, blind Bart, blind Bartimaeus on the road to Jericho? He hears that Jesus is coming and he screams and everybody's like, shut up. Keys, please. They, they, tell, him to, they tell him to shut up. Can you stop crying out? You're irritating me. Will you quit crying out? Yet he cries out all the more. He, inside his spirit. Inside his heart, he knew if he could touch the hem of his garment, saying it in the vernacular of of Mark 5. Jesus heard him. He hears the cry in the midst of thousands of people. One guy named Bartimaeus cries out, and Jesus hears it. Jesus hears the cry of a desperate, hungry, provoked, burdened person and cries out. He hears that cry, and he responds, and he says, Bartimaeus, come here. And they're like, really? He wants him. And Bartimaeus left his, he left his garment. It's a beggar's garment. You know how you have to have a fishing license? Okay, unless, unless you're, you know, past a certain age and you have, like, lifetime fishing license. And uh, I look forward to that. Bartimaeus, they, they had a garment. It was a beggar's garment. And so when Bartimaeus cried out and Jesus finally called him, is that Matthew 15? Doctor, would you check that out for me? When Jesus finally called him, They would actually be, it was like a license. It's like a fishing license. If you had one of these, then you could beg because you were an official, you were an official handicapped person and you could ask for alms. Mark 10. I knew it begins with an M. Go there, please.
beautiful worship in the background. Thank you. Go to verse 46. I came to Jericho. Look how similar this is, this text. Because there's a principle I'm trying to teach you. I'm trying to teach you a principle for breakthrough and miracles, and power, and healing, the kingdom. I'm trying to teach you. Unless you want to just go to church and sit on your blessed assurance your whole life. See no miracles, see no power, see no breakthroughs, see no healing. See, that's not even, that's not even, that like mocks the actual name of church, ecclesia. No, you're not supposed to just ride off into the sunset. I love what we heard today. There's no Lone Ranger Christians. Even the Lone Ranger had Tonto. Remember that one episode? They were in a war and all the Native Americans were riding on down probably for good reason. The Lone Ranger said, we're in trouble. He said, not me, you're in trouble. <laughs> Where are we? They came to Jericho. He went out to Jericho, his disciples, a great multitude. There's a great crowd again. Great crowd. Blind Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, sat at the road begging. When he heard, when he heard, when he what? When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, saying, Jesus, son of David. Now, for him to use that terminology, son of David, is an acknowledgement that he knows that Jesus is the Savior. So when he's saying, Son of David, he's saying, Jesus, my Savior, my Lord, the Messiah, Son of David, Son of David. So understand, that's not just an average crying out. That's an acknowledgement. It's even like a salvation. You could look at it that way. Have mercy on me. Come on, won't you say that? Say, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 48, then many warned him. Many, that's not a few. It's just, just a couple of haters on Facebook. It's many people told him to shut it. Stop. I've had people tell me that in church. I've had people tell me, you know, you just. I remember, I remember I was worshiping with everything I had. I was, I, it wasn't our church. It was another church. God bless him. I'm worshiping everything I have. And they said, oh, hey, uh, Daniel, Daniel, listen, uh, listen, you can't worship like that. And I, now, I, I'm just like, I was doing one of these. I wasn't even spinning or running. I did that later. I wasn't spirit-filled yet. I was just getting touched by the Lord. And they said, hey, you, can, you can't do that. You can't do that. You're, you're disturbing the whole service, and you're, you're, you're stumbling people right now. I'm like, stumbling them? I, even, I never heard of the word stumble before that. I'm like, I'm stubbling them? Is that like, is that like stubble? I mean, who uses that language? You're stumbling. He's a backslider. Gosh, that doesn't sound good. We don't even speak that language in modern day vernacular. You know, it's like, so he's stumbling. And so I'm like, oh, uh, sorry. I mean, I didn't know what to say. You know, you just gotta, if you just come back, just go back with the, stand with the sound man. God, honest truth is what happened. Just stand back with the sound man. Then you're back and nobody can see you. And he likes worshiping like that. I thought, well, okay. 
So I was with the sound guy, power God to be honest. We'd be like. <laughs> Crowd. There's lots of people that come to church. How about be somebody that can release a miracle, not only in your own life, but in the life of others, and teach people to do it? You've come to a house of miracles. You've come to a place, kings here, where I truly believe there's an outpouring. I truly believe that nothing with God's impossible. I believe this is the happiest place in all the universe, right here, right now. That if you came with sickness, infirmity, or disease, he could heal you tonight. I don't care how much you've spent. I don't care what the report is. What is his report? Bartimaeus cried out. There's always a crowd, a multitude of people that will tell you to behave yourself. I'm not going to behave myself. There's a passionate heart of a Christian. Listen, it's a passion-driven life. If you don't have passion that wipes sleep from your eyes and gets you up to seek his face and your passion's weak. I mean, I'm preaching in the choir. Packed out place on a Wednesday. You could be on your skidoo or your four-wheeler right now. You could be dip netting some river, catching some amazing red salmon somewhere. But I think some people heard that Jesus is here. There'll always be the crowd. Quiet. That's out of order. Mind you, if you do get out of order, we'll be sure to let you know. And there is out of order. There is people that, that do things to get people's attention and to rob from the glory of God. We, we've had it happen before. I've most frequently seen it with um, banner folks. You don't know about that. You guys have never seen that? We, we, we got rid of banners and, and tambourines. Because it was like something to overcome. To get touched by the Lord, you had to like... Does anybody know about overcoming stuff? You know, you had a hard time getting here and you finally get here and then you just like have to overcome that and then you burned your tongue on the coffee and you're like, I just got to worship God. Uh-huh. So sometimes... In places, there's people that I've seen the most beautiful demonstrations of banner ministry and, and, and flaggers, and and maybe maybe in our new building where we have some room, we'll do that. There's just no room here. You poke an eye out with that thing, you're gonna lose an eye. But occasionally, there's been people that you know have their banners, and they just you know all the midriff comes up and. You know, they're just showing their body and it's kind of looky, looky, sugar cookie, look at me, I'm worshiping and me and my, and I, that, I'm, I get a rash, like I said. Let's get back to the text here. The crowd. Bartimaeus had to overcome the crowd. Verse 48, they warned him to be quiet. There's always going to be people to tell you to behave yourself. And there is decency and order, but then there's a holy chaos. Uh, and, and Sunday night was a bit like that. I don't know what's going to happen in the closing moments of this service. His presence is here. I'm trying to preach you hungry, trying to get you to push past a crowd of your own mind, push past a crowd of rationalistic thought. Well, well, you know, not everybody gets healed, so 
you know, some people get healed and some don't. And the Lord is sovereign, so, you know, if he wants to heal me, he knows the address of my house, 1701 North Lucille Street, and he can come and, you know, if you want to heal me, go ahead. I love you, Jesus. Okay, well, praise God. That, that's not what this lady did. This lady had a revelation that if she, that, that God is good and he wants to heal. You've got to settle it in your mind that he wants to release miracles. He wants to. He not only can. How many of you know God can do anything? He not only can, he wants to. He not only can, he's willing. He's willing. So why is it that one lady gets touched? How many of you think there was probably some other people in that crowd that, didn't, that had sickness or had some problem? Why do you think they're following him? They wanted some bread. They wanted the fish. They wanted, they wanted something or wanted to see something, right? Why is it that all those people and one woman gets a miracle? Because of faith. She, had, she grabbed his ear. How desperate are you? Bartimaeus. You know what I've found? I've found that it doesn't really matter if the person who's speaking to you is anointed. You can press through and get your own miracle. I'm thankful we have anointed staff and God's presence and power. But you could be at home. You know, there's times where you're not having church and you're in the midnight hour and you need God to break through for you. You need God to give you a miracle, give you peace, to touch your family across the ocean, across the sea, or in Canada, or down in the lower 48. And he wakes you up in the night and you realize you're the one that's been chosen to pray until something happens, to push through, to touch the hem of his garment. I could give you hundreds, I could tell stories on into the morning like Paul did. I, I thought maybe we should do that tonight. You think I preached long. He went on into midnight. Some guy fell out of the window and died. He raised him up, went back upstairs and continued having church. Tell you stories about intercessors and Hannah's who birthed Samuels in the spirit. Tell you stories about travail. and How you had a vision of a missionary and you interceded and then Later on, the missionary comes to church and you realize you match your calendars up and you realize, oh my gosh, that was that, that, was that night. You were there, that was Africa. That was your, I mean, I, I've seen and heard all those stories. I've been a part of them myself. Myself, I have. Bartimaeus cries out. Everybody tells him, tries to shut up. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. They called him, says, be of good cheer, Rise, he's calling you. Look at verse 50. Verse 50 is so profound. He forgets, it's when he throws his garment aside, throwing aside his fishing license. This sort of a cute way of explaining to you that he got rid of his begging license. Throwing aside his garment. Meaning, I'm getting a new set of eyes right now. 
longer going to be a beggar. Where is he? Where is he? And you know, he comes and, and he comes to Jesus and, and God gives him eyes. God has mercy. I'm telling you, nothing is impossible with God, with your kids, with your marriage, with your finances, your physical body. I'm telling can anything good come from Wasilla? Yes. Can there be a release of God's power in your life to change you, to help you, to break off the addiction of smoking? Quit limiting God. Stop it. To, con- to help you control your eating. Come on, lift your hands to heaven. This woman, back to Mark 5, she got a miracle. She didn't allow fear. She didn't allow rules. She didn't allow social distancing to stop her. She didn't allow the the naysayers and even death. There are times where you will not overcome if you're afraid. Come on, they overcame them by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony and not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. There may come a time when they, they'll tell you that you can't preach from that book anymore. You can't pray like that. You can't gather like that. There is no more assembling like that. And at that, we will continue to assemble. There, there comes times of the dark night of the soul where you have to press through the crowd and press through even demonic assignments and declare, God, you said you will build it. You said through the prophet, don't you know I'll help you? I'm helping you. You said, God, you'd bring a great revival. Been saying that for 15 years. Been saying that before I moved up here. We might be on the outskirts of it. But I know this, without prayer, without intercession, without a people rising. It's not, it's not one guy. It's not one gal. It's not one family. It's a team of people who assemble in desperate hunger and thirst, knowing that God's word is true. Let every man be a liar, knowing that he'll release his healing touch upon not only your life and my life, but upon a lost and a hurting and a broken world. It's, it's a desperation that knows the crowd and the fear and religious demons that want to tell you just to behave yourself. I will yet become more undignified before the Lord. Tradition, opinions. Who's the crowd in your life? Oh, did I just step on something? You see, Pastor, I want God to touch me, but I... sometimes. Maybe you've never been up front. You're like afraid to get prayer. I understand. God could touch you in your seat too. So, well, I, I've gotten prayed for before and I nothing happened. I think it's in this case, he prayed more than once. He prayed for Bartimaeus and he saw men walking like trees. How many of you know trees don't look like men? But he sees something. He prays again. A, a man that, uh, he prays again, he gets his eyes. I don't know why we call him blind Bartimaeus, because the dude can see. 
should call him seeing Bartimaeus. Man comes to our church years ago. He's in Africa. He sees all kinds of miracles. One of the reasons great power is put on display in third world countries is people are broken and they don't have a doctor to go to. They don't have modern medicine. They don't have patchouli to rub on it. You know what I'm talking about? Patchouli, you all remember that? It's, a, it's, a, it's kind of a hippie oil. They don't have some deep blue or... I mean, they have whatever they have. And they come to these crusades. And Wally, you've seen it. Seen, seen people's limbs grow back. People think that's impossible. It's not impossible. He still raises the dead. He still heals the sick. The problem in America is that we've got such a rational thought. Well, we've got the scientific method. And then, you know, one plus, unless, of course, it's in common core math, it's different. But... One plus two equals three, and then in Common Core, I think it's 15, but I haven't quite figured that out yet. Who's the crowd in your life? This evangelist comes and all kinds of miracles, and somebody shows up in front of him with no eyes. They brought him, the family brings him. We're talking, we're, we're not talking like white eyeballs, we're talking no eyeballs sockets and he said I want to see well, what do you do if you're the evangelist the evangelist said as a matter of fact he just said oh God oh God oh God oh God oh God <laughs> uh, you know it's one thing to have eyeballs and then have them see it's another thing to grow a whole set of eyeballs um, um, intercessors pray and then you go down and you pray on somebody else he just felt like oh well I, I'm just going to pray so he he put his hands on him and his thumbs fell in the eye sockets. So that would be kind of creepy. But you know, if you're in the Holy Ghost, it's, you don't really think about that. At least you try not to. And he's praying and he just prayed, God, give this man eye. And he literally felt something coming under his, his thumbs. And he continued to pray and he felt something under his thumbs before he took his hands off and a man's looking at him. Listen, I, saw, I know some of you are like, oh, that, that's fine. Yeah, that's because you've been in Western culture too long. I'm telling you, we've seen miracles here, but not half of what's going to come. I think we're just wading into it. If you'll get hungry and thirsty and push yourself past a crowd as a congregation, are you hearing me right now? You begin to invite people to say, if you need a miracle, come on to church. You need, you need healing, come to church. You need a miracle. Oh, yeah, we pray for the sick. Oh, yeah, we see. I'm telling you, stage four cancer is healed. We've had blind eyes opened here, deaf ears unstopped. We have seen some amazing things. That one precious little girl who was like nine, some incurable disease, power of God hit her, hit the ushers. Ushers are laid out. It was like a wave just came right through, boom, leveled everybody. Leveled her, the ushers, the grandparents, the parents. Everybody's down like, like trees would fall. Thud. And we were all like amazed. The girl sits up and says, Mommy, I feel better. I'm like, holy cow, all her colored returned. And then she was hungry. It was a miracle. She's in our youth group today. Ten years later, she's in our youth group. 
I just believe that there's more. God has more for us, but but some of us are lost in the crowd. Don't allow a seeker-friendly, half-hearted, apathetic Christianity in your life. Stir yourself. What could happen this morning when people prayed? Can you imagine? I'm telling you, you're going to see the miracle. You're going to see the turn. What would happen if you didn't come to morning prayer this morning? So, well, it could have happened another way. Of course it could have. It's not something magical about morning prayer. But there was a release of faith and authority that took place that turned things, I believe. What could happen if you push yourself away from the crowd? If you really get hungry and you really get desperate and you realize that your life depends on it and so does those who are some of you don't understand that the people are connected to you are connected to you because you're going to pray because you're going to get a burden because you're going to be like Hannah and you're going to pray until Samuel manifests to the power of God comes I'm so thankful for people like my mother they wouldn't quit repeated 21 day fast 40 day fast crying out to God and doing every crazy prophetic thing she felt like the Holy Spirit told her then one day her son Daniel came home that's me I've seen a great homecoming I've seen a great release of the power of God upon a people who are casting aside their garments and coming to him he bids you to come desperate and thirsty. Get rid of your rational concepts, rationalistic concepts. It's a challenge with university. Watch out for that. It'll shut down your faith because it doesn't make logical sense. <laughs> None of this. There's no logic in any of that. Unless you just want to have a logical Christian experience not me no thanks plus it's too late too late what do you mean I'm standing here that's against all the odds you're here look at Jesus forget me what about you Duke kicked out of counseling look at you now been in ministry for a year and your wife just left her job and joined you in full-time ministry. Ah, Look at you all in church. (laughs) Come on, lift your hands to heaven. Are you hungry? Who's the crowd? How desperate are you? How desperate are you? You say, well, I don't deserve a miracle. No kidding. None of us do. You deserve death. Jesus died in your place. He said, well, it's not the timing. What do you know about timing? Because you have a watch on, you know the timing of God. Oh, Mr. Issachar. You have to be in church a little while to understand what I just said. You let people talk you out of your miracle. Well, you know, I was in a lot of services and you know, I never, you know, I never got my miracle. You know how you answer that? Well, I'm not you. There's a lot of people standing around Jesus over here. You going to stand around? Or do you want your miracle?
just in case you thought I was against Manor Ministry. Show us your glory, God. done amazing things in times past, but something is very, very different. You're finding a deep anticipation for the things of the Spirit and the Word of the Lord is coming alive. The Lord says, I'm supernaturally guiding you, and I brought you to this place, and I am going to cause a great divine reversal, says the Lord, of some certain situations in your life. And you're going to see recompense and the blessing of God come down upon you for that which was stolen and robbed. There has been years that have robbed, been robbed from you, and there has been great joy that was snatched and stolen and crushed. And there was a time in your life when you despaired even of life itself. But you surrendered to me, and I've been guiding you, and I've been leading you, and I've brought you to, here's what I hear the Lord saying, I've brought you to the shores of your faith. As you now firmly set your feet upon the rock of your salvation, I'm going to release power through you. And I'm going to surprise you with displays of freedom and joy. Some of your family, extended family, thinks that you're crazy. I'm going to touch them and save them too. I'm intervening in their lives. heard your cry.
on, lift your voice. Come on. to encourage you to reach up right now and I'm going to pray for a release of miracle. Wave at me if you need a miracle. You need a miracle right now. In the name of Jesus, you lay your hands on the afflicted part of your body if it's a physical miracle. If it's a miracle of your heart or your emotions or your mind, just put your hand on your heart, on your chest. I've laid hands on my own head. I still do. You can do that. If it's a miracle in finances, you make a, make a decree, make a proclamation. Be sure you're tithing sow a seed. There's lots of ways to get financial breakthrough and miracle. And I'm going to pray right now. In the name of Jesus, there's relational miracles. There's, there's relationships that have been broken. The Lord says, I'm breaking down the dividing wall. I'm softening the heart of the hardest one. And I'm bringing uniting and the healing says, the Lord, I'm doing it even as you cry out now. Even as you cry out now. Restoration. Restoration in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, release a wave of healing power. Miracle power right now. Be healed. I speak to infirmity and disease, heart conditions and diabetes. In Jesus' name, I curse your work and operation. Lord, touch people in their hips. I pray joints, knees, ankles. Lord, someone healing in their, in their, in their hamstring, left hamstring muscle, pulled muscle being healed. Carpal tunnel, we command you to go. Lord, every kind of disease, cancer, we curse your work and operation. Come on, lift your voice and cry out. Cry out like Bartimaeus. Right now, release your glory, release your power, Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, this whole front row right here, this whole front row of, of wisdom. Take hands. Close your eyes. And as you do, the power of God comes on you now. Fire, fire, power, healing in Jesus' name. Healing in the name of Jesus. Healing in the name of Jesus. Healing. Show us your glory. Come on. Under the anointing. Right now. That's it. Three, two. Receive on. 
Tom, what are you doing? Heidi from Tennessee. Are you in ministry? You're in high school? How old are you? You're 17. Hannah Bell, come here, please. Hannah, Heidi, Heidi, Hannah. You do? All right, lift your hands. I want you to prophesy over her. Tell her what you see. says, daughter, I see you. There has been a mighty mantle and anointing placed upon your life since you were a really young girl, even as Pastor Daniel prophesied earlier. And you felt it and you've seen it, but there have been words of people and friends and relationships and boys and even family members that have spoken lies over you, that have spoken death and evil over you, that have defiled you. And you have such a pure heart. You have such purity of heart. And the devil has come in many ways to try to steal that from you. And tonight, God is going to restore that. In the name of Jesus, God, I ask that you would come upon Heidi, that everything that would come, that would try to steal that purity away from her, God, that you would restore it to her now. I speak peace, and I speak beauty, and I speak destiny over her life. Devil, that you have no power. We come against every assignment of the enemy from here on out as she finishes high school, as she goes into ministry, God, and into what you have called her to, that it's not just ministry, but it's multifaceted. God, that it's not, that she has so many desires in her heart, that it's not just one thing, that it's not just one thing makes sense, God, but it's going to be so many different things, even in a five-fold ministry, God, that you've called her to be a prophet, that you've called her to be a worshiper, that you've called her to be a preacher, and I speak that, and I declare that over her now, in the Jesus, that she's not a loser, she's not stupid, she's not dumb, she is beautiful, and I release this word over her now, over over her life in the name of Jesus. resonates with you if you're it's such a simple word but if you feel lonely if you feel like you've been belittled if you feel like you have had lies verbal lies spoken over you by family members by friends in relationships that you've had defilement that would you come up right now the Lord wants to heal you he wants to speak to you tonight and there is power in stepping out of your seat I'm someone who has had a hard time doing that and I sit in the front row but there is power in it and God wants to heal you tonight so just come up whatever it may be. Sing it right now. Come come right to the front of that word for you. Receive right now. Right now. Just find your way right in here somewhere. Holy Spirit.
Push past a crowd of people's opinions and your own fear. Push past the crowds of religiosity and tradition. Push past the crowds of your own limitation. Press like the woman with the issue of blood. Press in. Right now. Right now. Right now. Come on, just a few more moments in our service tonight. Not that it ever ends. You walk and talk with him. If you haven't gotten prayer and you want it, make sure you just raise a hand right now so we can indicate where you're at. see you when you were like a little girl in the presence of the Lord and how the word of the Lord came over you and wide-eyed bewilderment. Your heart soared in presence, soared in worship, soared to hear God's word just come alive. Lord says, I'm rolling back all the years. Where's Minister Jan? I'm rolling back all the years. If you put your hand on her heart, would you? I'm rolling back all the years. And I'm going to renew your strength. I'm going to renew your heart enemy tried to stomp you out, tried to steal, kill, and destroy. And I see, I see something just lifting off of you. There it is. There it goes. Right there. Gonna be easier, says your Lord. Gonna be it's gonna be easier. It's gonna be easier. It's gonna be easy. Mm. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Call upon me, says the Lord your God. Call upon me. Throw your garment aside. There's nothing on Netflix that's worth watching. Just a few more moments. Jesus loves me, this I know. If you can find it, I don't care how you sing it.
Thank you for what you're doing in our midst and what you'll do all week long. Cause a massive run of salmon to invade our whole state. Fill all the nets of all the people in all the, all the villages, God. Let the price of salmon be nice and high so that our state would be prospered beyond anything they'd have imagined. Let a mighty run take place, God, in Bristol Bay. Lord, up every single river and everyone that's dependent upon the fish, Lord, especially for our native tribes, God. And Lord, for us as well, we ask God that you would hook us up with resources like that. And God, I pray and ask that we never again would be hindered by the opinions of people, the pressures of culture, our own rationalistic thinking, logic, that we would allow for a desperation in our heart and a knowing the truth of your word that you are the rewarder of those who diligently seek you and that God with you, nothing is impossible. Save all our whole families, God. Heal every single person's body. Pour out your spirit all over the state of Alaska. Pour out your spirit in the United States of America. Come on, just lift your voice for a moment. Lord, overthrow this COVID-19. Overthrow coronavirus. Cause it to mutate and disappear. No second wave in Jesus' name. Just a mighty wave of revival. Every head every head in the upright position and all your eyes open. If you're not right with God and you want to give your heart to Jesus, <laughs> you want to turn from your sin and you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior for the first time, or you want to recommit because you drifted. You drifted in your walk and you need to come home, or you just want to be assured all across this place, those online, you say, that's me. Wonderful. Pray this right out loud. There'll be others praying with you. Say, repeat after me. Say, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die in my place, to rise again from the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin. Come into my life and be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash me. Cleanse me. Make me new. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. I pray, Holy Spirit, fill and touch every single person, those online. Pour out your spirit, God, upon these. That we would be your ambassadors. Your, we wouldn't silence people. We'd encourage people. Jesus is here. We'd tell people about Jesus. And the blind and the halt and the withered and the lame would come. The stirring and the moving of your spirit. Thank you for a, an awakening. Thank you for an outpouring. Raise up mighty evangelists among us. Raise up, God, people who are desperate and hungry and thirsty and release corresponding power 
as we hunger and thirst for you, the one, the only one who can satisfy, the only one who can truly heal, the only one, Jesus. Won't you tell him how much you love him? Come on, tell him. Love you, Lord. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you. Lift up his countenance towards you be gracious to you. Give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thanks for turning out tonight. Went a little bit over. We're going to continue just to cruise and hang out. You can, you can pray. You can come to the altar. You can leave, have fellowship, go eat, rejoice, be blessed. We're so glad that you're with us tonight. We'll see you tomorrow at ETS, 1230 in the afternoon. Sign up for the different things that are taking place. A legacy time on the 25th of July. You need to sign up for that. Learn about investing. Learn about legacy. I think you get to go home with a will. If you don't have one of those, we'll help you with that. The Lord is great. Continue to pray for our building project. Amen for all the funding. Pray for all of that. Continue to pray. I hope to see you at morning prayer. It's been amazing. We love you. Friday night revival. Thank you so much. Friday night. Bring a friend. It's going to be different. It's going to be red hot. You don't want to miss it. We love you. God bless you. This Friday night. Come on, this Friday night. Don't miss it. This Friday night, 7 p.m. Bless you. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.